Speaking of people with uh, demons, there are many of them who are amongst Toronto's homeless population. And we've been profiling the homeless issue this week. I think tomorrow's file you'll find particularly interesting because it was an aspect of homelessness I had not really considered. I mean, we think of homelessness, we think of the people we see on the street. You don't necessarily think of a uh, two-person family where they still can't afford a place to live. But that's tomorrow. Today, we are going to take a look at the sort of homeless situation that we're all too familiar with because we see these people day to day on the streets. And I spent time at the Good Shepherd shelter in order to get a picture of what day to day life is like there. And I think in particular, what informs this particular profile and report is that people don't have a lot of illusions about the idea that, you know what, George Brown College is just down the street. We're going to send you there. You're going to get a culinary degree. You're going to become a line chef. This homeless thing is over. There is a portion of the homeless population who must merely be cared for. We don't discriminate in any way. We're not sure just because someone looks a certain way or they don't look a certain way doesn't mean that this person is not in need of our services. We understand that. We understand that people come from all walks of life. Day in and day out, Keenan Raphael is part of the team at Good Shepherd Shelter on Queen Street East who serve the city's homeless. I see a lot of pain, but I see I see a lot of gratitude. I think predominantly I see people that are really happy for the, the services we offer. They're happy that they come in here and they can see that this is a clean place, uh, that the food is good, that we're serving a quality of food that we would want to eat. Toronto's homeless programs are a combination of city shelters and independent organizations, many of them faith-based. They simply seek to provide meals, compassion, and a warm bed. If they can even approach trying to divert somebody from the street, that's a bonus. There's 2,000, 2,500 people that come into the shelter every year. So 50% of all of those have mental illness. 50% of all of those have addictions. 28% of all of those have both. And about another 20% of those have undiagnosed developmental delays. Kirk McMahon heads up Good Shepherd. He doesn't subscribe to the idea that everybody is going to be taken off the street. So I have a tremendous amount of compassion for that, which is why I'm with this particular organization in terms of its mission to, to, to engage with the most difficult of, of the most difficult populations and to find ways through to them. COVID has changed Good Shepherd. It now focuses on 50 men who have first dibs every day on beds and meals. So we are in the dining room of the Good Shepherd Ministries. Uh, we seat about maybe 100 people in here at any given time. We have an industrial-sized kitchen. We serve right now currently with an occupancy of 50 people in the building. We serve about 150 meals a day. And then there is the street mission where Good Shepherd hands out meals to those who wait. It's a to-go meal program. So we're getting the same things. Uh, sandwiches, hot meal, everything is packed in a to-go container and then we serve it at the side of the building. There's a line that goes around the side of the building. On a daily basis right now, we're averaging about 350 to 400 takeout meals a day, plus the 150 meals for the residents here, and then another 150 for uh, the overnight. We give out bags from about 6 p.m. until about 6 in the morning, so I think we're averaging between 7 and 800 meals per day. Good Shepherd is a Catholic mission that requires nothing of those they serve. For me, it's not faith-based. For me, it's human-based. It's just my 
you know, sense of duty and compassion for, for this population. Kirk McMahon is a data guy, but at heart, he knows many of the thousands of men he has engaged over the years are on a treadmill. I mean, I've been involved in every five-year plan with the city, which is aggressively and attempting to successfully house so many people that are homeless in shelters so that they could reduce the shelter beds so they could start closing down shelters because they wouldn't need them anymore. Bless their souls, every single new framework of approach to this, they're convinced it's going to work, right? What's sabotaging that is no matter how many thousands of people they moved out of the shelter beds, there's these people we didn't know about that fill them back up again. What the city's shelters deal with on a day-to-day basis is a combination of refugees and temporary homeless who need a bridge to something better and then a core of homeless who churn through the system and may never actually find a home. That group is the face of homelessness that you'll meet on a daily basis. So what we do see is a a significant, very concerning increase in in the the violent, angry behaviors, the lashing out, the, 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 the physical attacks, the off-the-scale increase in racial slurs and verbal abuse and all this other kind of stuff because of the frustration that they're feeling with, with everything. Pastor Doug, who I accompanied on a walking tour of encampments in the downtown, says those are the people he's hoping to humanize. How much about this is about humanizing individuals who a lot of other people are just walking past every day. Oh, that's one of the biggest parts of it. People often ask us, should I give money to a panhandler? What if they misuse it? And we say things like, well, God gives us gifts that we misuse. And uh, the the real thing is to make friends with people. And then, you know, sometimes your friend asks you for something and you say, no, I can't do that today. I'm sorry. I'm overtaxed or I just can't afford it. And sometimes you tell your friend, of course, you know, uh, let me let me get the last dollar out of my pocket for you. I like finishing on that one thought, actually, in uh, in speaking with the street pastor, because for years now, one of the things that's always driven me crazy, because I've overheard it happening from time to time, is somebody stooping over and dropping a toonie into somebody's cup on a street corner and saying, don't you spend that on booze. Okay, you just gave money to somebody who lives on the street. Don't set parameters for how they spend the money. 